Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, we're going low, baby. Go low. Let's talk some golf. Tory Pines this week. It's actually starting. You know, I, I, I had set this podcast up. Obviously, we do football Monday, Tuesday, so those days weren't really available. But I was like, Wednesday makes more sense than Thursday because the golf tournament start Thursday. So if we're going to talk a little gambling, which we're definitely going to in season, uh, Jason Sobel, who's covered golf forever, I think is going to come on and kind of do like a stucky role if you listen to the football podcast. And we'll just pick a couple, you know, guys he likes. We'll talk to him every week and we'll see how that goes. Action Network uh, on top of me just talking. And of course, at the Golo Pod, I have a bunch of Golo Pod mailbag questions. So slide up in those DMs and I'll answer them here on the podcast. But because the PGA Tour, I, I give him a lot of credit. I mean, to move this event up is genius. To go Wednesday through Saturday is what you do. There is no reason, and I mean zero reason, to compete against the NFL. I say it all the time, and listen, maybe I'm new school. I think baseball should end in August and start the playoffs and not put them against football. I think the NBA should start their season like January 1. Just avoid football at all costs. It doesn't make any sense. Sometimes in life, you know, listen, like if you can avoid Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods, avoid them and tip your hat, and do business otherwise. And then when they go away, take advantage. You know, golf has all summer. Football's almost over. Uh, I, I am really, really glad they did this. I, I enjoy watching Torrey Pines, even though I was actually at my brother's house. Uh, would have been last Friday. And uh, he had played Torrey Pines. My brother, he actually needs labrum surgery, but he he's a good player. He's a lefty. He, you know, I think, he hasn't played golf in six months because he hurt his shoulder, but he, he went down to like, you know, one and a half to, you know, shooting mid to low seventies every round. And he, him and his wife, they went to San Diego last summer and they stayed at a friend, a guy he does business with condo. And he's like, screw it. I'll take my clubs and I'll play some courses down there. So he played Torrey Pines. Yeah. They had just, I think it was like, you know, a month or two removed from the open. So he's like, shit, I'll, I'll go down there. And I, I wish I was actually going to meet him there, but I didn't. 
and he paid $350 because a non-resident, it costs like $250. Then they charge you like some other fee and the cart and it costs $350. Well, if it's in great shape, you're playing a US Open course, I get it. Like I, I had no problem with it. Like I, I've paid $200 to play Harding. When it's in good shape, you're like, well, they have a you know major here. He said it was in terrible shape. And that's sometimes, I, I see it with Harding. I've been when it's not locked in, and I would imagine Tori's the, the same way. They don't keep care of the course. You know, they're public courses. They get a ton of traction. Like, when you go to the Olympic Club, you know, it is pristine. I, I've been there a couple times in the last couple years. It is never not like, yeah, they can host a major right now if they grow out the rough. You go to some of these public courses, if they're not locked in, like, they get locked in for the Farmers Open. They got locked in last year when they hosted the U.S. Open. You know, and back in 08, I guess it was the first time since 08 they had hosted a major. I think it's the South course they play. They got two courses. Uh, the views are awesome. But he said it was, and he's played a lot of golf, thought it was the the shittiest waste of money he's ever had in terms of just the, the course being in shape. So I, I, I got to get down there sooner or later. My take on the, I, I have some cash on Bryson. Uh, he was leading the U.S. Open going into the back nine before he shot like 45. So I, I love West Coast guys in this tournament. Uh, I think it's a huge advantage. You know, guys that grew up out here, because if you grow up in California, you're going to play in a ton of AJJ events that are going to be based at Pebble Beach, at Torrey Pines, in Southern California, Northern California. You get used to it. And I'm not, I don't pretend to be like, you know, Brandel Chambly when it comes to the Kuya, the different grasses. I just know... I've played a lot of golf in California. I feel comfortable with the rough and the green, right? And clearly some guys that are from Florida or different parts of the world, you know, don't like the grass out here or vice versa. Some of our guys don't like the grass in the putting in Florida. But I do love at Pebble Beach, at, at Torrey Pines, at Riviera, even TPC, which I actually played last year, the, the tournament in Scottsdale, which it doesn't feel when you're out there, uh, TPC Scottsdale, Anything quite like it does for the waste management, especially hole 16, the par three, because you get to the par three and you, you know, you've paid, it, it costs a couple hundred bucks, but it's like, whatever, you're there with your boys, you're having a bunch of pops. I didn't even, it, I didn't mind. I thought it was a little overpriced, but it's like, you know, I've watched that tournament so many times. I want to get to basically the par three, you know, the dome, and then get to the short par four, hole 17. Well, you get to the par three and you walk up. They don't have the grandstands like they don't have it blocked in like they do in the tournament. So you're like, wait, I just this is a 160 yard hole. Like, where is all the shit? And it, it really throws you off. It actually was very underwhelming. But hole 17 at TPC is really sweet. But I, the Max Homas, the Maverick McNeely's, the Bryson's, uh, I, I I just like on this West Coast swing. Now it doesn't mean. You know, John Rahm's the best player in the world. Adam Scott's. I mean, a lot of other guys. Daniel Berger won Pebble last year. Uh, you know, Jordan's won it before. But I, I like the West Coast guys here. Let's talk really quick about something that I've, I've been thinking a lot about because it's been a story out there on the business of golf. And for those of you that aren't super locked in, you know, there have been some rumblings about Greg Norman leading a business group, the Saudis, and basically you know, stealing all the sweet players from the PGA Tour to basically a special worldwide league. And they would pay like, you know, the Bryson DeChambeau's, the Kepkas, the Phil Mickelson's, even though Phil's not really, actually, he's not very good anymore. Uh, beside at Kiowa last year, he was terrible this weekend in Palm Springs, but basically paying like a group of 12 guys, $20, 30000000 million, letting them pick teams. 
of like four and having huge purses and you would still be able to play the majors, right? And listen, I I watch golf. Like the thing I love about watching golf, I like watching people play golf for a lot of money, right? That's like, I watch football. I want to see who wins the game. Ultimately, all those guys playing football make a lot of money. Well, in golf, like I was thinking about this, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, they make $40 million a year. If Josh Allen, who had a great season, had a terrible season, he would still make $40 million a year. Patrick Mahomes, same thing. Now, they tend to gonna have good seasons, but eventually, like Phillip Rivers had a bad season, I remember, in like the peak of his career. He still that year made $22 million. And if you're a marketable guy, you still get, like Patrick Mahomes, think how much money he's making off the field. He might be making another $40, $50 million, right? Because I always hear in golf, well, all the marketing, all the advertisers, they make a ton off the field. Yeah, what about on the course? Because the PGA Tour signed enormous, and I mean enormous, television rights deals. The reason they can do that is because of the star players. Rory, Rom, Bryson, DJ, Kepka, Spieth, JT, all the top guys. That's the reason we watch. So, but if, I, if I'm Jordan Spieth and I miss the cut, I don't get any money that week. I make no money. That's not the way, you know, when I watch the NFL, if Trent Williams misses a game, he still gets paid. If Trent Williams has a shitty game, he still gets paid. He makes $20 million a year. And I do think the thing in golf that makes it pretty complicated that they're going to have to figure out is their players have to earn their money, which I do love. Like, it's the best part about golf. To make a lot of cash that given week, you have to play well. Right? You have to. You have no choice. I saw Harold Varner, like, I think shot 40 on the back nine and, you know, dropped last week in Palm Springs. Lost probably 100 grand. That's the nature of golf. But I think, you know, forever we saw the reason that there's so much money now in the purses is because of Tiger. Well, why did the purses come up? Because there are way more people watching. Yet Tiger, while he made way more money than everyone else, a lot was because he was winning. So on the money list, he was always really high, but also off the course. Well, the Patrick Mahomes and LeBron James and Steph Curry and Ken Griffey Jr. and you name it, Bryce Harper, they all they get to make a lot of money off the field too. They also get to make a lot of money on it. And I do think it's going to start getting more complicated with the amount of money that's on the line. Like these guys, once people start offering you guaranteed $30 million a year, I don't care who you are, you have to think about it. So the PGA Tour, I don't know if it's a revenue share. The reason players in football and basketball make a lot of money because they split revenue with the league. Well, where does the revenue come from? Television. If I'm Roy McIlroy, I'm not splitting any money with the PGA Tour. I have to earn my money. Now, unless I'm a PIP guy, and really they're just kind of making that up as they go. So I do think that they're going to have to figure out a way, or these competing leagues, as the money gets bigger and bigger, are just going to be able to offer an astronomical amount. Especially if I can buy some of these guys, and all it's going to take is a couple. And if they're still able to play in the in the majors and the players' championship, who really cares about you know this week at Farmers Open? Like, we, who cares? And you're telling me the Farmers Open wouldn't allow if I had a roster of forty of the top fifty players, and I'll provide all the money and the sponsors to let me play their course at Torrey Pines, or you name the courses, right? Where the Honda is, where the Sony Open is, Kapalua. I could, I could go around. Why can't I take over? Money talks, shit walks. I mean, that's just, that's just a reality. 
And I think the these team these leagues and just these thoughts and the amount of money that's out there, and I think some of the players are going to start doing the math like I have to play well to earn my money. Yet, without me in this, you wouldn't get the viewers. Now it's different. There's not one solo act. Forever it was Tiger and it was clear he moved the needle more than anyone else. Why? Because he got casual fans and golf when I was a kid was niche. It was like I played golf none of my friends did. It's why I like the team sports, even though I was a bad athlete. I should have just played golf only. But all my friends were playing football and basketball, or football and baseball. Well, baseball is during golf, and I was terrible at baseball, so I played golf. But during football season, most good golfers are playing golf. I went out and played football, and was like a backup lineman. Got to start a little bit my senior year, but it was. But I did it because my friends were there. Now, I, you know, everyone's playing golf. People want to play golf. I would say, quote unquote, you know, kids with athletic options kind of lean to play golf. And a huge reason to that is Tiger. So he got these casual people to consume and now the money and these guys start sniffing around that they're going to have to find a way because I think this, and like I said, I watch golf knowingly and enjoy watching people play for money. Because when you think about it, when we play golf with our friends, we play for money. Now, it's not for a million dollars. And depending on how much money you have, it might be for $20 a side. It might be $100 a hole. Who knows? But we that's part of golf Like is gambling. That's a huge you know, thing that revolves around the sport. So I, I don't think this thing's going to go away. And the PGA Tour can do the PIP and all that crap all they want. But I, this is going to be something these young people who have an astronomical amount of money on the line that some of these tournaments are going to mean nothing to. And if they're still allowed to play in the four majors and the players' championship, that the business of golf is, to me, going to dramatically change in the next 10, 20 years if the PGA Tour doesn't find a way to funnel more money to their stars. And when I say more money, I don't mean $5 million bonus. Steph Curry makes $45 fucking million. So, listen, you can hate him or love him, but Bryson DeChambeau is probably worth, at minimum, $30 million guaranteed to the PGA Tour. I, I don't know, you know, Justin Thomas, Kepka, Spieth, I don't know how to value them all, but some of them are worth more than others. And some guys are worth nothing, but get to, you know, gravy train off. Just like if I'm a backup linebacker special teams on the 49ers, I make 800 grand. I don't make what Jimmy Garoppolo or Trent Williams or Nick Bosa makes. I still make money and I get to kind of piggyback off them and have success. In golf, you know, that guy could win the player's championship. And make the three million dollars. Like that's, I don't know. I I don't think they have the perfect formula figured out. Warning: This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age twenty one and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you are an adult age twenty one and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American made success story in Black Buffalo's award winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, 
consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another story that I saw this week, which I find I found interesting, was at the LPGA, uh, they had like this basically a celebrity tournament. So guys like Derek Lowe, Alfonso, Ribera, you know, Carlton, uh, Marty Fish, the tennis player. I think Mark, Mark Mulder, John Smoltz, they were all in it. And the girls killed them. Uh, I think like uh, Nelly Corda was like 13 under, Kang was 16 under, and all the guys were like, they are scratch golfers. Marty Fish is a plus three. He shot eight over. So they, they beat him by, you know, 
20 shots. And I, you know, growing up, my my little brothers, like best friends growing up, and I, I'm now very good friends with them too. Uh, one guy named Tyler Raber, who played college golf and who played in the US Open, the one Dustin Johnson won at Oakmont. He qualified and he played in it. He missed the cut, but and his brother Scotty, who's also a college golfer, who I actually went to the Niners game with a couple weeks ago, and he's like a plus three. And we talk about this a lot with like uh, the Johnny Menzels and the Tony Romos. These guys aren't nearly as good as they think. Like the they can't hang with the they can't sniff the LPGA players, and they get drubbed by the pros. Yet when you meet them, you're like, oh, this guy's a plus three. This guy's a plus four. Well, yeah, when you play your own country club over and over and over again, and you're a good athlete like these guys. You're going to shoot some low scores. But the difference of the really good players, and I, I saw it with Tyler Raber in the peak of his powers qualifying for a U.S. Open. One, like these guys, when they were his age, you know, in their teens and even in their 20s, they were playing their craft, right? They were playing basketball. They were playing baseball. They were playing tennis. That's where they mastered their craft. Well, when you're young, that's when you figure out hitting all the golf shots, hitting it high, hitting it low, hitting different shots, hitting shots under pressure, playing in tournaments. You can't really just get into tournament play to me in your 30s and 40s. It's why when Tony Romo goes to these web.coms, like, yeah, if I went to Tony Tony Romo, his sweet country club in, in Dallas, he could shoot 65, right? Will Zalatoris, I've heard him say, like, you can play with him on the right day and Tony goes low. But can you go four straight days when you don't have your A stuff? Like John Smoltz. When John Smoltz is a starter, didn't have his A stuff, he could still go seven innings. When you see like a fringe, you know, poor player that was a good college player, if they don't have their A stuff in a big tournament, they can still shoot 71 or 72. If Tony Romo doesn't have his A game at the Safeway Open, he's shooting 79. And Johnny Manziel is trying to go pro. Like Johnny Manziel will just not have, and the way it's been described to me by these guys is like the ability under pressure, can I just flight a seven iron, high or low? Can I play a draw or a cut into the hole? Can if I'm in a certain position with my wedges, can I flop this shot and feel very confident I can? Or hit a bump and run? Can I hit every single thing with every single shot? Under pressure. And that's where these girls, like, they've been doing it at a high level since they were in, like, middle school. So when you see these guys, and one day, like, I'm a probably like a five or a six right now. I haven't obviously in the winter played much. But when I'm playing a lot, I can get, you know, pretty consistently shooting somewhere between, like, 77 and 80. Uh, and if I could chip, I mean, I could probably be, you know, a mid seventies golfer, but my handicap would never reflect. Even if I get it to like a two or one, one day, I, I would never actually be a two or one. I'll be a two or one at my club where I'm playing all the time. But if you throw me at different clubs, even now it's like a five. I could shoot. You put me at LA country club. I, I barely broke 90. Like you, you go to these different clubs everywhere the worst pro in the Torrey Pines this weekend, he could go literally to any country club and give him a day and he would could shoot 65. Every fucking one. And same with the chicks. Now it's different because they play a different tee. But this notion that like Carlton is a is a basically a scratch, like, yeah, kinda. Like maybe at like Beverly Hills Country Club where he plays four days a week. But if he played 10 different courses in 10 different weeks, there'd be several times when he would shoot over 80. There wouldn't be, you know, if I took the top 10 in the LPGA and I took the top 100 on the PGA Tour, 
with their eyes closed, they would never shoot over 74 if they tried. Hell, they, they would shoot. And from the tips, honestly, if you just told them about the course, they, they would shoot par and under every single where they went. So these notions of these guys being a plus three and a plus two, to me, it's pretty fake. It, it's not real numbers. To me, when you meet a college golfer who's a plus two and a guy that's played his whole life, to me, that guy's more of a tr- that guy would have done better at this LPGA event. When you see Mark Mulder, who Mark Mulder is an excellent player, and I've seen him play like he's big, he can fucking hit the ball far, like Tony Romo. They're not real plus twos. They're plus twos at their own club, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think sometimes when we hear that, we think it. And I, you know, I used to until it's been explained to me. And then you start when you play with really good college guys or guys that I play with Spencer Levine nine holes. Six months ago, this guy can't even get back on the PGA Tour. He he gets into some fringe corn fairy tournaments. And, you know, he's a couple years older than me. He's like 38, 39. This guy has competed. I th- I'm pretty sure he's won on the PGA Tour. I mean, this guy is led in majors after like three days. This guy is a fucking stick. Absolute stick. Can't sniff the PGA Tour anymore. I'm watching him going. I told my buddy, it's like, the whole knock on him was he's not long enough. And I'm I'm hitting the ball 300. He's hitting it past me. I'm like, this guy, he doesn't have a bad shot. So, this Tony Romo couldn't hold the guys like that jock. Could, couldn't sniff him. He Spencer Levine would beat that guy, would beat Tony Romo or Mark Mulder or Derek Lowe with his fucking eyes closed. He would drub these guys. Absolutely destroy him. So it's just it's just such a different level. It's what makes golf kind of cool because you can become a really good player. But when you become a really good player, you think, well, I'm not that far away. No, you are light years away. You ever played pickup basketball and, you know, guys in good shape, you know, maybe 30 years old and just a good athlete. Maybe the guy played like, high, you know, college basketball or hell, even like maybe not college basketball, but like high school basketball. He was like a college baseball player or whatever. And then a dude comes and you're like, oh, what's up, man? He's like, yeah, I played at Nevada. I played college basketball in the ACC. And then the dude is on a completely different level. Like there are levels of this stuff, you know, and golf, because we all can play it. I think sometimes we think it's closer than not. It's, it's not at all. At Golo is the pot is the uh, Instagram. Longtime fan of your show and happier doing a golf pod. I started and sold a VC backed podcast business and I'm a huge golfer. I'm an LACC member and happy you enjoyed the course. I moved to Park City. God, this guy's doing well. I moved to Park City during COVID from Manhattan Beach, LA area, but would love to host you there sometime. Would love to talk podcast business. God, I gotta, I need to save this guy's number. Okay, well, you're a good man there, Michael. I will reach out. I'm gonna save that one. Digging the new look and looking forward to the podcast. You mentioned on three and out, you're buying some property in Arizona. I think it would be really cool if you get Johnny Menzel on the show at some point. It's just funny. I'm just talking about him. I think he lives in Phoenix now and is making a push to try to compete on the tour. If you think he's a hack and are trying to stay away from him, I totally get it. Just thought it'd be a cool interview. Uh, and listen, like I, I think Johnny Menzel would kick my ass at golf. Like He's probably a legit scratch. My point, funny just bringing him up, is that I think it's so... like His... Him and Tony played in that, uh, what was it, the Dallas, the Dallas, you know, pro, I don't know if it's the Pro-Am, it's got, a, it's got a name to it, it's a big tournament in Texas, and I, I'm pretty sure Johnny Menzel finished dead last, and this is guys, that these aren't tour players, I think Tony was not that good either, the, the, the just the levels to this stuff, like, 
Johnny Menzel is never going pro at golf. It is 1 million percent not happening. I would bet $100,000 right now he's not going pro golf. And I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm basically trying to talk how impossible it is. You want to know the, one of the most impressive things I've ever th- seen on a golf course? Four or five years ago, the web.com before it was at the, it, that's before it was it was web.com now it's a corn ferry hosted a tournament in the bay area at kind of a tough course I, for, I forget the name of the course but it's like 30 minutes away from where I'm sitting right here Steph Curry got a sponsored invite into the tournament and at the time I had a radio show and obviously the Warriors are a big deal and I'm like I'm gonna go I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna watch him play and I knew a couple guys that worked at this course so they got me a ticket kind of go behind the ropes, and it was cool. And I watched him play. He shot 74. He beat one of the guys he was playing with. It was, Steph Curry is legit. Like I, I think Steph Curry, pound for pound, I know he's be- played bad in the match, would beat Tony Romo and would drub Johnny Manziel. But here's the thing with Steph. Steph played high school golf. Steph didn't just pick it up when he was 25. Steph's been playing golf for, how old is Steph, 30? He's been playing golf for 20 years. You know, if it wasn't for basketball, he would have been a college golfer. Like, it's not a hobby. He's been doing it for a long time. The longer you do it in tournaments, you're just more natural. This question may be a little premature, but am I too excited to not ask for your first mailbag? I was able to get a job interning at the Masters this year through my school where I will be working night shifts. That's badass. During the day, I'll have the opportunity to walk around and watch the tournament. From a golf lover's perspective, what are some of the can't-miss things you would recommend seeing or going to? Well, first, as a lover of food, I would eat all the sandwiches. <laughs> I would eat the pimento sandwich. I would eat the barbecue chicken sandwich. I would do all those. Uh, obviously, before we get into the back nine, I would have to walk. I would walk the entire course, hole by hole, and soak it all in. I would literally walk every step parallel to the entire course. Uh, my, my cousin's who all golf had a chance to play there like six, seven years ago for a business thing stayed there. And it's just a magical place. And, you know, I've seen some pictures of their trip. You know, it's, I I would walk every hole. Now, clearly once you hit the back nine, you know, hole 12 is badass hole 13, hole 14, the par five and 15, Par three, seventeen, eighteen. I mean, I, I, I just, I take it all in. The par three to the two par fives. I don't even, I don't even have a recommendation. Maybe I think seventeen would be pretty cool. You know, the par three. I guess it's sixteen. Uh, seventeen always feels like it's kind of an irrelevant hole. You know, because you have the sweet hole par six. You have sixteen with the par three, and really fifteen, right, is the par five where eagles happen. But also, remember last year did Hideki, Hideki pump it in the water? Maybe it stayed dry. That's when Xander kind of got back into it, and then he pumped in the water on 16. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've never been there. I, I would... The number one thing I would do, because uh, I always find it cool when you play a new course that's pretty high level, is just take it in every hole. And you just... I think one thing with the Masters, <clears throat> just speaking as a guy that's watched on TV his whole life, is the back nine is just so much more entrenched in our minds, Right? Even hole 10, where, where Bubba hit that great shot and just where so many sweet shots happen, you got to play the draw off the off the tee. Then hole 12, where everyone hit in the water. Um, and Tiger, remember, had like the 10 or maybe it was the 12 a couple years ago. 
Uh, it would have been in 2020, the fall. And then he went on to like birdie five of the next six holes. <clears throat> Those par threes, I mean, 13, that's got to be just an incredible hole to watch. Hole 15, I mean, those second shots into that green. Hole 16, it's hard to beat hole 12 through 16. That that feels like the best stretch in golf. First off, love the pot. Glad you're uh, golf now too. I know, like most of us, love the big cat. What are your top three Tiger moments? Also, gut feeling, do you think he plays Augusta this year? I don't think he plays a PGA Tour tournament this year, major included. Uh, I just, you know, you, you saw him with Charlie. He was in pain, man, by the second day, and he was riding a cart. Uh, I, I just, I don't know if we ever see him. I, it's It pains me to say that, but I, I, I think there's a chance he might never play competitive golf again. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I would say, and again, recency bias, the number one thing I ever saw was 2019. That was, I remember, I'm sitting exactly where I sat, Remember, they teed off early because of the rain. They played in threesomes. It felt like going into the back nine, like he's not going to win it. He was kind of struggling, and then hole 12 happened. And that's hole 12 through 18 is one of the most magical moments of my sport-watching life. I, You know, I don't think I valued young Tiger enough. I mean, I was young, junior high, high school, if you're my age. He was just it's different. You know, you, you grow to really appreciate someone as you get older. Um, so I, I would say 2019 and easily 2008, I, I would just got a job at Fresno state. I was moving out of Cal Poly and, uh, <clears throat> I didn't have a TV at my house anymore. So I had to go to my neighbor's house and they were gone. And I watched Sunday and then Monday and it was something you never forget, right? Him limping around him, hitting the putt on 18 to force a playoff. And then the next day watching him and Rocco. And then third, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe I'm living in the present, but I, I I think him, when he won the tour championship in 18, six months before he won the Masters, it's just a comeback of his life and his career. Remember, he almost won the Open in 18 when Molinari won it, and he hit it in like the tall grass on the back nine. It might have been like hole 11, and it kind of fucked him up. But I I, I love the comeback. He was so rich. He was so famous. He had nothing left to prove. And that fucker just was like, I'm going to win again at a high level. And that visual in Atlanta at, uh, what's it called? Uh, Lake, I can't even, I can't even think straight right now. But walking down 18 on that par five and everyone walking around the water. That was cool, man. That's I'll never forget that tour championship and uh, and the Masters. Obviously, they're more recent, but I'm glad as a viewer and a sports fan, like I witnessed the whole thing, start to finish. I just watched it all. Uh, give the fans what they really want. Once in the bag, uh, I have tailor made irons, I have tailor made wedges, and I got Callaway Woods. Haven't done much golf gambling before. What would like to get into it? What are some factors you look at before betting on a tournament? Uh, you know, I I watch a lot of recent form. So how a guy's playing, a, a guy's history at a course. Has he finished top five, top 10 there before? Has he won there before? Uh, like the next several tournaments, I like West Coast guys at West Coast tournaments. Uh, and some's just value, 
right? Like part of the reason I bet Bryson, I wouldn't have bet Bryson at 10 to 1, right? Rom seven and a half to one. I wouldn't take that. But he's 20 to 1. He's probably played Torrey Pines in his life 20 times. And he almost won here last year. So why I took Justin Thomas last year at the Players' Championship? He wasn't playing great, but he was 20 to 1. JT's usually like 11 to 1, 12 to 1. So I, I like value with thoroughbreds. When I can get a thoroughbred, a guy that's won, a Bryson, a Justin Thomas, a Brooks, a DJ, uh, I, you know, Xander gets those odds, but he doesn't win like those guys. Guys that have double-digit wins, when they're not playing well and you can get them cheap, 22, 25 to 1. Whenever I see Kepka like 30 to 1, I fucking hammer. Do you have any picks of golfers you think can break through their first major this this year? Um, I think Xander Shoffley's going to win a major. I mean, he's finished top five in them all. Uh, you know, it, it, it was like that with DJ for a while. It's like, when's he going to do it? When's he going to do it? It was actually more like with a second major. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Once you get so good, I think Finau is some, Finau's, I wouldn't say as good as Xander, but like, I, I just, I don't see how Xander doesn't win a major. He's too good. He can do it all. But for whatever reason, he doesn't win. And he's been in the mix several times. I've gambled on him several times. Uh, he, he would be a guy that that I think wins. What are your thoughts on Cam Smith after winning the Tournament of Champions? The guy's a stick. I mean, love his mullet. Just absolutely flushes irons and can put his face off. I mean, I think that guy's going to keep winning. Zalatoris at 45-1 to 1 seems like good value. He's a quality player. Be more like 20-30 to 30 range in my opinion. One of the top ball strikers in the game. Absolutely love. You started a golf podcast. He was in the mix. Last, I think this was for last week. I love Will Zalatoris. I love a guy with like a 30-inch waistline who just hits it like 320. It's like I'm all in on Will Zalatoris. Also like that Will Zalatoris plays golf with Tony Romo and their buddies. So anytime that a golf guy is friends with a football guy, cool with me. Keep the, keep the uh, questions coming. We'll keep answering them. Uh, LA Country Club, my man Michael, <laughs> I will definitely play with your ass. Uh, and we'll talk podcasting and hang out. Uh, LA Country Club doesn't suck. You're a lucky man. We'll talk soon. Uh, at GoLoPod, slide up in those DMs and uh, enjoy the week and get ready for some football. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, 
like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 